Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Tom, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. How's it going? Wonderful. How about you? It's going good. Hey, I live in a steel building, a 60 by 40. Uh, I live upstairs in an apartment, and I, I uh, added your foundation watering system off your website around the building. Okay. Uh, uh, and now I added a slab in the front, a 60 by 40. So should I go around the slab or leave it where it's at, attached to the building in the front of it? No, go around the slab as though it's part of the foundation. You never want to inject water under concrete. Okay. Go around the whole thing. Yep. Okay. And and what it'll do is it'll maintain, you know, what you're doing with that moisture is keeping the soils expanded and keeping it from the seasonal going up and down because especially things like patios like that, if they go up and down year after year, they'll start walking away from the home itself. Okay. Uh, one other question. He did a, uh, the rebar, he used number three. He did 16-inch spacing. Is that normal, or should it should have been 12? No, there's nothing wrong with 16. Anywhere from 12 to 18 is good. 12 to 18 is good. Awesome. Okay, thank you very much. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Greg, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hi, Jim. I, uh, about 10 years ago, I put gutters on my home. It's basically rectangular home, but uh, it does have some rooms, uh, you know, jutting out ahead of the rectangle but basically there's uh gutter downspouts there and i had my landscaper uh dig and put in the perforated three inch drain along the way beyond the uh foundation with the pop-up drains i'm wondering if that is uh we noticed some movement in in a couple of those areas i'm wondering if maybe that uh all that rainwater drainage could be putting too much moisture next to the foundation your opinion please so let me let me make sure i understand he took the downspouts and put those into a perforated pipe uh yeah with a gutter downspout yeah he hooked up that three inch uh, abs or that plastic yeah pipe with, with the perforated hole he out trenched it and then laid it down there beyond and then put a pop-up drain yeah um, uh, that's a no-no yeah, you, okay. you you should never put downspouts into a perforated pipe. P- putting them into a pipe and taking it out to a pop-up, no problem. That's exactly what should be done. The problem is when you put a perforated pipe, now you're injecting moisture into the soil. And Got it. It's, it's uncontrolled. Okay, okay. Well, that's what I was afraid of. So, uh, yeah, we were just going to dig those up if, if uh, based on your answer. Yeah. Because we're seeing a little uh, movement over there. Yeah, and, and, you know, the whole thing with foundation movement is the majority of it happens because of moisture change around the, the foundation. The soils, when they dry out, they shrink, shrink. When they get wet, they'll expand again, but not quite as much as they were. So the whole key to keeping a foundation stable is to keep the moisture content even. And it's impossible to keep it dry all the time, so you got to keep it moist. But when you're using the downspouts and injecting water that way, it, it overdoes it, especially when we're having as much yeah. rain as we've been having. 
Got it. One more quick question, please. Sure. I I use your uh, water foundation or the the sprinkler, the excuse me, the soaker hose around twelve to eighteen inches. Yeah. I buy. I try to buy a high quality hose. I have them, you know, stuck down on the ground with the anchor pins. But uh, how many years in the in Texas weather do those usually last? Need to be replaced. Is if they're under, idea? if they're under the ground in the dirt, uh, minimum of five years, and usually you'll get pushing ten out of it. If they're on the surface, mine. you're usually only going to get something in the neighborhood of three. Okay, yeah, mine are up above the surface. Yep. Perfect. Thank you, Jim. You bet. Take care. Tom, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Hi, Jim. Yeah, I have a air conditioning question, if I might. Uh, okay. I have a couple attic, uh, attic-mounted systems like a lot of houses do. And I had a person come out and do an inspection a couple of days ago. I'm a little early, but I thought I'd get on it. And uh, the house was built in 2000, this original air conditioners. Toward the end of the inspection, uh, said there's low Freon in both compressors, in both systems. And I don't know if that's the reason. One question is, is it likely they both go low at the same time? I don't know that. And what he did is he went out to the compressor and measured pressures, and I don't know what the numbers were, 58 or 60 or something like that. And he said it should be 70-something, so, okay, it's a little low. Um, so then he got his little detector out, and he went into the evaporator coils and, you know, waves the wand around there. You can hear in places. So, okay, I guess that means there's some leaks. So a question would be, can the leaks be repaired, or is the system so old that you just throw it away and buy a new one? Yeah, go ahead. Leaks can be repaired depending on where they're at. And the reason I say it that way, if the leaks are to the point where you got to pull out the uh, the coils and everything and replace them, you're going to have so much into it on an okay. 18-year-old system, I would probably tell you to replace it. For me, it all depends on what i got to put into the unit. I mean, to be honest, if it... And understand, I own an air conditioning company. But okay. if I'm, if I got a kind of a rule of thumb for my own stuff, if if I'm going to put 50% of the cost of a new one into fixing something that's as old as yours, I I'm going to just replace it. But if it's only going to be a 200 or $300 bill to fix what I've got, and yeah. you know, granted, it may it may totally break down in two months, three months. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. But for two or three hundred dollars, I'm going to take that risk. Well, oh, another question: If I end up doing a replacement of the whole thing because the evaporator was shot, and I guess that's pretty spendy. How about the gas furnace part of the system? Um, I had a house in a different location than here in a cold weather area, and the furnace ran there all the damn time, and it, it lasted 25 or 28 years, and I yep. never did anything to it. So, does the gas furnace run a long time, and is the air conditioner that is kind of the weak link in the in the yes. in the operation? It, it is not unusual to put two outside, uh, you know, coils, condenser coils on the inside unit. I mean, they, yeah, they yeah. literally they literally last two to one usually. Now, the big kicker okay. on your system is, is it an R22 uh-huh. or a 410A? What coolant does it have? I don't know. What were the two numbers again? I'll have to find out. It's either R22, which is the old-style coolant, uh, or four, or 410A. 410A, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I could look on the nameplate or get a hold of the manufacturer and find out that way because I have a yeah, new model. In yeah, any, actually, any AC guy should be able to tell you based on the what's on the plate. Uh, oh, okay. they, yeah, it can be red and, and uh, 
it's it's in the numbers as far as it telling them what what type of unit it is. So yeah, any good AC guy will be able to tell you what it is. The here's the thing. Yes, sir. R twenty two is going away. Uh-huh. And we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks on the show because I've got somebody telling me, oh, no, the, there's been some stuff where it's going to stay. It's not going to stay. It is going away. Um, mm-hmm. The the 410 is what replaced it. And they've been using 410 since somewhere around when you got your, your, yeah. your unit. That was kind of when the changeover started. Mm-hmm. January 1st of 2020 is when they're supposed to stop making R22 and can no okay. longer import it. Now, there's been some question if stuff, if paperwork was signed saying that they're going to do away with that rule. And some people are thinking, oh, you know, they may bring back the 22. It's not coming back. It is gone. The manufacturers are not going to switch back to R22. So I, I if you, you have it. If you have an old system like that and you got to do a bunch of upgrades, I would yeah. replace it to a 410A. But if you okay. can repair what you got, you're going to yeah. be able to get R22 for many years still to come. It's just uh, going to be going up in price. I understand that. Yeah, he commented about the refrigerant <laughs> that I have is not going to be available much longer. So he didn't name the name or if he did it went you, in you, one area. You've got R22 then. That must be what I have by his comment. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Jim. You've been more than helpful. You bet. And uh, if you get any other questions, feel free to call. Will do. Thank you. Sure. Dave, how can I help you today? Question about uh, mold that I keep having come through the foundation in my garage. It's in my mother-in-law's house, and she's had the house for about 20 years, and it's never been a problem before. But this year, in front of her door into the house, this white stuff keeps growing that looks like dust bunnies but i think it's yep. mold and i it, kill it's it with, not. you know i hit it with bleach and i scrubbed it off and it just keeps coming back yeah it's actually called effervescence uh-huh and it's a chemical reaction to the materials that are in the concrete and the reason you're seeing it now we have so much moisture with all the rain we've been having that the moisture is coming up through the concrete and causes that chemical reaction and so that stuff starts growing and it, it's really not a living thing or growing it's just a chemical reaction where it comes up if it dries out it'll stop again okay so just don't worry about it don't lose any sleep over it it's not harmful in any way now they do make some stuff that you can put on it to to help minimize it uh but honestly unless it's a big problem i wouldn't worry about it but quick creep makes a product that can go on it and uh, so does a company called Deitch Coatings. Okay. Either one of them is just a, a coating that you put on that helps minimize it. All right, sounds good. Thank you very much. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. And when we left, I was talking with Pat, and he's, we started talking about moisture coming up through the concrete, and it's getting underneath the tile. And Pat, are you there still? Yes. Okay, this is becoming a real problem this year because we have had so much rain. Yeah, and mine, mine started after the flood two years ago, and yep. then after Harvey, I just don't think it's had an opportunity to dry out. And It, uh, it, it hasn't. I need everybody to go into church tomorrow and pray for a drought. Yeah. 
So I think that, I think that, that that that's where when it started is, you know. The, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, what's uh, and what's happening is that moisture just is literally wicking up through the concrete and getting underneath the tile. Uh, in some cases, the the tiles are popping off because it softens the adhesive that was used. Yeah, you know, I haven't had that issue, but I did. I pulled up about 50 uh, 16-inch square tiles in the kitchen, and yep. re- you know, uh, I want to replace them. Uh, and uh, um, anyway, what can I do? Well, they make a special mastic now, since you're replacing, that actually seals and adheres the tile at the same time. Okay. And if you'll go into floor and decor, uh, tell them that you need the one that is going to hold when moisture comes up. They'll know what to give you. Okay. And it, it's right. as simple as that. Uh, you know, you can put all the sealers you want in the world on top of concrete, but when moisture's trying to come through it, it'll just blister off the surface. All right. Well, uh, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Okie doke. Thank you a lot. You bet. Take care. Uh, yeah, yeah, when you use the mastic, instead of putting just a... Uh, like a, a paint type sealer on there you, it's not going to blister off the same way it, it has better properties to to hold it into place Wendell how are you today hello Jim how are you doing I'm doing well how about you good, good. thanks for taking my call Jim you bet hey, I got a question about air conditioning heating and uh, the problem I got is when I turn my air conditioner on as well as my heater for the first 10 minutes, it just a, it just have a, a funny smell comes out of the system. Yep. And uh, it's about 10 minutes long, but eventually it'll come around. Uh, you know, it's the same for the air conditioning and for the heating. What do you think that could be, Jim? Well, it's when the, there's moisture that builds up where the, the uh, coil is up in the attic. Uh-huh. And it, it literally is starting to mildew and mold and stuff like that. And so when the air first comes on and blows through there, it's blowing all the odors off of it, basically. Uh-huh. You know, and once it, it uh, clears it out, then it's it's good again until the system shuts down and, and it's allowed to build up again. Uh-huh. Yours, you, you haven't had this system serviced in a while, have you? Uh, actually, to be honest with you, Jim, the system is only about 15 months old. Brand new system. Yeah, but when was the last time it was serviced? Might uh, not been serviced yet. See, uh, an AC system is supposed to be serviced twice a year. Okay. Once in the spring, getting it ready for the cooling season. Once in the fall for the heating season. And that's uh-huh. where they catch stuff like this so that they, they can get it cleaned up. So since it's such a new system, uh-huh. call, the, call the company that put it in and have uh-huh. them come out and service it. And they and. It should be something fairly easy to get taken care of. Okay, Jim. Okay. okay. Uh, sounds pretty good, Jim. I appreciate it. And welcome back to Texas Home Improvement, your total home improvement source. We're down at the Texas Home and Garden Show, NRG Center, and uh, we actually have a, a guest here. Let me turn your... Okay. I'm on. All right. No, now, we, we were talking here, and I, I, I just handed him a, a, a headset and mic because... We can't hold a good conversation uh, with the stuff we were talking about. I have an outside deck on my house. I live on Burnett Bay. Okay. And it had this black, some of this black mold or something, or mildew, or whatever yeah. it is, on the wood. It had bare deck paint on it. Yep. So we fixed it and everything. 
came and right I back put, through. I put bleach on it. Yep. I put another kind of a mole killer, and then I repainted it, and I put kills on it. Okay. And then I repainted it with bare deck paint again, and it comes right through. Yep. Short of a 375 H&H, how do I kill this <laughs> stuff? Well, I hate to tell you, but the 375 ain't going to kill it either. Uh, chances are real good. It's, that's a fungus that has gotten into the wood itself. Pine, when they get this certain type of fungus in it, it just will continue to come through. And if you have regular paint on it, it actually bubbles off. Real common problem on, on siding from uh, like the 50s and 60s where it just bubbles off. Typically on this type of uh, situation, well, this is about though, 10 years old. yeah, typically on this type of situation, once you have cleaned it off and put a uh, killer on there, usually it doesn't come back on, because I'm, I'm making the assumption that's a treated deck. I believe that it is. Okay. I bought the house. But yeah. We didn't sand it completely down. Well, and you shouldn't have had to. Uh, what did you put? You put bleach on I it. Put, did you put anything else on it for I killer? I put bleach on it, and then we put some kind of fungicide on it, and then I put painted. I did. My girlfriend painted it with um, kills. Yep. And then we re when all that dried, we painted it again with bare deck paint. Okay. Twice. Yeah. And there it is. It's still showing through. And how long ago did you do all that? About the end of last summer. Okay. Obviously, it's been extremely wet this year, mm -hmm. and so there are issues with things like that happening. One of the things I would tell you you probably need to do, though, is use they, they make enzymes that are for funguses. Um, spray, and, uh, spray and forget. No, it's not spray and forget. Got wet and forget, and yeah, it is spray and forget. It's, it's basically a, a fungus-type killer. Uh, yeah, let me find you something I can put it on. I'll find you something here in okay. a second. Uh, but try putting that on without cleaning this thing off any. Just spray it just like this? Yeah, you can put some wet and forget on there. Try that first. And if that doesn't do it, and I think it will, wet and forget then or spray and forget. And basically what those do, they're an enzyme that takes and eats up the spores down in there and keeps it from coming back uh, wow. I had somebody else stop over here a little while ago about doing a cleaning up a roof and he uh, you know was looking for something to get rid of that as well and same thing it that's what that product is actually made well, to do they do. sell like, like at Lowe's or Home Depot yeah, yeah, or and you'll, like that yeah, you will find it there and, and it'll be in the garden department typically okay. because well, the only it's used I a lot of plants show, because y'all came out and leveled my house it was on blocks Y'all live on my house when no one else could, and it was such a good deal. Where was your, what part of town was your house Baytown, in? Baytown, in Lakewood, off of Bayway Drive. I'm, okay. Yeah. Sm uh, uh, kind of a smaller home. Yeah. And not to get, but yeah. you, you have a gun safe in there. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I know the, the gun safe. I know the house you're talking about now. Yeah. Well, I moved it, down to the Big Bay house, but okay. I still own the other one. But you did such a good job. You're the only reason I came to the show. Yeah, that that was a uh, that was one of those jobs where a lot of guys look at it and say, "No, we can't do that because of the way the beams were laid out on that thing." Mm -hmm. But it was built very rigid. And, and my dad was, built it. Yep, there was no reason it couldn't be my done. My dad figured. If three nails are good, four or five can, is better. Can I have one of those to, to put some notes on for this gentleman? 
There but I'm go. getting I'm getting ready to look at maybe a new air conditioned heating system. Uh huh. So when I get ready to do that, I'll call you up. Absolutely. The thing I really liked is you told me the price, and that was the price. There wasn't. Well, we had to do this and we had to do that. We had to call the moon and we had to, you know. Well, you know, we try to do one price. I mean, we give you the price, and that's what we're going to do it for. Can things happen where we got to change it? Sure, but typically, but as long as we don't have do to, absolutely. Well, Jim, I appreciate it. And Thank I you, sir. And I coming to the show. Now I can go home. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was that was a lot of parking to go home again. Oh, cost me 25 bucks to come here and get in the show. Yeah. But since I saw you here, it's worth it. Well, I appreciate you coming down Thank and talking. Thank you again, Jim. You bet. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Do the window solar screens work to reduce heat coming from windows in a west-facing room? If so, do you recommend a certain type or company? Well, actually, solar screens do work to block the sun from coming into rooms. So not only does it help with temperature, it also helps with the sunlight that fades drapes and carpets and wood floors and things like that. And they make them on, on different levels as far as darkness. The darker you get, the more protection you have. But the problem is then you're not seeing outside. You can also get replacement windows that have some uh, things in it that will help with that also. But to, to answer the question, absolutely, solar screens will work. As far as somebody who can do them, you know, even a lot of hardware stores and stuff can make them. Uh, it looks like you're in the Dallas area maybe. Elliott's Hardware actually has... Uh, a spot in their stores where they can make the screens. You just take the screen frame in, they'll put the new screen on and you can put it on. Now, the thing with most window screens though, they only cover half the window. So in most cases you end up having a whole screen made to fit the opening if that's what you want to go with. But I will tell you for me, I'm not a huge fan of putting them on my house because I like it light coming into my house and I like the ability to be able to see outside, and solar screens will actually impede your vision looking outside. You'll find yourself standing there moving back and forth to look through the screen because it gives you kind of a, a more of a open look when you do it that way. And as I talked about last hour, I've got Gary on from Due West Air Conditioning. I turned you on already. Okay. No, you didn't. Yeah, you're on. <laughs> I maybe can't do anything about the way you're talking, but I turned the switch on. Let me put it that way. He's a brave man. Hey, we've been having some controversy on R22 where some people are thinking R22 is coming back. And I'm, a, I'm jumping straight into it. I know you didn't necessarily want to talk about that. But R22 systems are no longer being built. I mean, there's a couple dry ships, small companies who are still making a couple small dry ship type units, but the manu the big manufacturers are done with it. As far as I know it, R22 dry ship units are finished. Are there some out there? Maybe. But the mandate is January 1st, 2000. And I can't buy. A 2020. Not what did I say? Yeah, you, say you keep saying 2000. I know. I'm sorry. Um, this, the, the distributors in the product line that Due West Air Conditioning deals with, it is not available. Right. R22 is available. Right. And it's going to be available for quite a while still. It will. Especially with the stockpiles they built to the stuff. 
That's why you're seeing the price go down because of the stockpiles. These manufacturers got so much of it stockpiled out there, they don't know what they're going to do with it in another year. So, Well, they can still sell it. They just can't make it anymore, correct? If it's already in this country. You're right. Can't import it, can't manufacture it. Okay. January 1st, 2020. Gotcha. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.